This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. As you know, here at The Coffee Breakup with Marvin and myself, we take mental health very seriously, especially when it comes to therapy. It can be awkward, but the beauty of our sponsorship now with BetterHelp is the accessibility that you get literally over your phone or on the computer, however it is that you need to communicate with someone at BetterHelp to get that therapy that you need. So without a healthy mind, being truly happy and at peace is hard. The good news is therapy works. But what is therapy exactly? It's whatever you want it to be. If you're not feeling motivated right now and would like some tools to help, or maybe you're feeling insecure in relationships or at work, not dealing well with stress, whatever you need, it's time to stop being ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you to help. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself because you are your greatest asset. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and the Coffee Breakup listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash The Coffee Breakup. That's better, H-E-L-P.com slash The Coffee Breakup. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. As you age... And as you go off on your own, you almost appreciate your parents even more. Yes. And you realize a lot of the lessons that they told you that were like, oh, shut up. I don't want to hear it. Actually are true. You're like, oh, they they knew something. And I gave them a hard time about it, but they knew something, you know. Yeah. And I'm realizing that as I, as I, <laughs> as I go forward. Yeah, I got to give it to you because you're realizing it very young because I'm, really, I'm 30. Well, okay. and you're turning, well, you're already 30. <laughs> Thanks, sorry, bro. We're 30. And it took me until now almost to really look back and be like, man, you're right. Like, it's, they were trying to just warn us and really yeah. guide us into a right direction. And there's a reason why they were telling us that. When we're younger, we're like, shut the hell up. You don't understand. But now that I'm older, I'm like, oh. Like yeah. they were just kind of, they've yeah, yeah. been there before some way, somehow, maybe not directly, but they've gone through some certain experiences that we're now feeling that it's like, oh, they were just trying to protect 100%. us. 100%. What's up, everybody? What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to another episode of The Coffee Breakup. Yes, starring Marvin Schultz and Christian Vera. Thank you so much for tuning in again. Best podcast in the world. That's what they say, I guess. Um, someone, someone's saying it. Someone out there, Marvin's saying it. Patreon. <laughs> Patreon. Thank you guys for supporting us. You guys are the best. Uh, Spotify and iTunes. Listen to us on the go. Thank you so much for your support. Uh, what else we got? Uh, the website, thecoffeebreakup.com. We're on Twitter. Get some merch. Uh, social media, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and Twitter. Yep. And the website. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> we got a nice guest today. I'm very excited. Uh, Talia? Yeah. How are you? How do we properly yeah. pronounce your yeah. name? Is it Talia, Talia? So in Miami, it's Talia. Okay, oh. Yeah, yeah. Because we had a girl. Uh, we had a former guest, and it's Talia as well, but it's spelled with a T-H. So yeah, Talia. Yeah. But it, it, I wasn't sure. In my, uh, up north, Talia, Talia. Kind of just depends on how you speak. Talia. Like very How white. do you want to be? So I'm Italian. You can call me Talia. Talia. But Talia, Talia is fine because I'm Talia. so used to it. Talia. <laughs> I like both. And then your last name is? DeLuca. DeLuca. Yeah. I think that's such a dope last name. It's not like a DJ. Yeah. <laughs> like a DJ last name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. DJ DeLuca. DeLuca. My yeah. initials are like TJD. So that's I always, so always joke that if I was a DJ, it would be DJ oh. TJD. Um, <laughs> that's a lot of friggin'. Yeah, <laughs> winners, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty cool. But I mean, I've never been a DJ before. What's so. the J? Gene. <laughs> It kind of kills the whole. Vibe. It kills the whole vibe. No, nah, I don't think so. No, it yeah, can yeah. be DJ Gene DeLuca. <laughs> you, dude, you could have a little. You could have a lot of ways of 
figuring it out. Yeah. I just want ten percent royalty of everything. Yeah. Right. If you go with it, if you go with it. Um, here first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're here first. Um, how are you? Thank you for making it uh, yeah, on this beautiful morning. Um, I guess you've met Chris in person. You because you're not from here. You moved to Miami, mm -hmm. uh, and then I guess you met her at your your bank. Yeah, so I saw her. Um, she had come to Miami. She oh, was uh, expanding on her fitness journey. Yeah, and she wanted to open up. Uh, you know, she opened up her own LLC. Okay, so I was fortunate enough to have met her, and I opened her account as I was training. So as she was kind of opening up and expanding oh. her stuff, I was there getting like my own knowledge and my own expertise. Like uh, you probably fucked up your whole bank account. <laughs> no, I think I did a good. Does it still work? It works great. Is it still open? <laughs> yeah, fuck you. Okay. <laughs> so no, I, and I had saw her, and then I, had, I just told her outside. I'm like, you know, I just, something about her. I'm like, oh, she seems like an influencer, like a fitness person. Mm -hmm. Lo and behold, I searched your name. And I'm like, yeah, 100,000 followers. <laughs> yeah. That's when I sent it to you. And I'm like, well, I think that she'd be a good guest, especially that you just came from, yeah. you had told me, like the New, New England area. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, you know, she had just come in. She's in fitness. I mean, it, it felt the demographic of kind of what we were trying to promote, which is like healthy lifestyle, overall health, mental health. And I'm like, well, I think she'd be great. So that's kind of how that transition came yes, into, into play. Yeah. That's awesome. It's crazy how you meet some people at work. And then we, we've had a couple of people. Yeah, I know. But yeah. I hope they don't hear this because then they're going to be like, this motherfucker double dipping. <laughs> they're re recruiting. Uh, they're yeah. recruiting one of them. If we have to cut it out, we will. So you, why, just before anything else, how come you decided to move to Miami? Because from, you said Rhode Island? Yeah. To Miami. It's a yeah. it's pretty historic difference. Yeah. No? yeah. What's your background? Let's start there. All right. So let's start there. I grew up, Grew up in Rhode Island, um, kind of lived, like, you know, very basic childhood, upbringing, you know. Went to college in Boston. Graduated in 2021. Where in Boston? Um, I went to Boston College. Okay. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Studied political science there. I thought I was maybe going to go to law school, maybe go, go to grad school. COVID happened last two years of my college experience, and I was uh. like, I don't want to jump into anything post-grad. I don't want to, you know, I have student loans to pay off. I don't want to pay off more loans by going to grad school. Sure. I don't want to climb the corporate ladder just yet. It's not really speaking to any of my passions. There's, you know, no job I can think of right now that really I was passionate about. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to move to Miami. I had already been a trainer for three years. I got certified my sophomore year of college. So I was training outside of the gym at my university and some online clients here and there. I was kind of dabbling, starting to dabble into social media my last few years of college. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to move to Miami and, and be a trainer. That's so cool. Just temporarily. I was like, mom and dad, this is temporary. Don't worry. Because they're like, we want you to go to grad school and, you know, go be a lawyer. And, da, da, da. you know, you know how it goes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so I thought it was going to be temporary. And then I moved down here and I actually um, started at Anatomy, which is like a boutique, bougie gym. Which one? In, oh. in Midtown? In Midtown. Oh my God, it's yeah, so yeah. cool. It's right next to, you've, been, you've seen it, right? Where is it by? It's right next to Lagny Up. <coughs> oh, it is? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. right there. You walk by it, it's like very oh, high. Oh, I have, I have yeah, seen it. I have seen it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've seen it. I've seen it. So I was the trainer there um, for probably about a year. And then uh, I had to get knee surgery was going to be out of work, so I just quit, and I was like, I'm going to do this on my own. So I started my LLC <clears throat> and started training clients outside and social media, just grinding on content, and then eventually I built up a huge clientele, and now finally getting into the online training space, yeah, yeah. Um, which social media has helped a ton with. So tons, I've you know worked with tons of brands in the past year. I've built a business, 
in person, online. Um, I've made tons of connections down here, and I don't think I could have done that had I not moved, made that transition. That so. is so cool. What a big step. The yeah. ball's on you, girl. What? Yeah. Did, you know so awesome. Miami? Did you know anybody <laughs> in Miami? Or? Nobody. That's like, not even, awesome. no family, no friends, just me. But why Miami? Like, it was just kind of something that, like, you were drawn to it or maybe some videos. Yeah, what was going on? What went through your head to come down to this place? <laughs> I don't know. I, I think, to me, I knew that the fitness community was going to be vibrant. And True. if I was going to make it in anything fitness-related, I knew that Miami was probably the best option. I was also thinking L.A. at one point, but yeah. L.A. is a little bit more fragmented. The community isn't as tight-knit, I feel like. Um, so I really lucked out. Honestly, I think Miami was probably the best choice. It was not an easy transition, and it's still not. I've been here a little over a year and a half, and I still struggle, you know. But in terms of the fitness community, like, God, it's unmatched here. Okay, well, yeah, yeah, I can see that. Because we live here, so, you know, like, it's, like, normal. But, like, other places. Yeah, because I was raised here, so I just accepted yeah. Miami for what it is. Uh, yeah. But I guess you came with a target, and you fell yeah. within that target of yeah. fitness. Because, dude, I was raised with, uh, not raised, but well, we were exposed to, all the freaking crazy parties. Well, not anymore. Yeah. But, but all that stuff that and going yeah, on. Yeah, and yeah, so partying. that was kind of the Miami that, that I was around. But you kind of yeah. came with more of like a fitness focus. I yeah. Know. Yeah. I, I mean, we all have our party eras. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like uh, I feel like in Miami, usually the people who grew up here, that happens very early on. Yeah. Like almost in high school. Yeah. And then you're kind of yeah. over it. By the time you're like in college, actually, yeah, yeah. like in college, a little bit. it was a different, yeah, for no, for sure. Even in college, like we're still partying, but it was like a different kind of party. Like yeah, once I turn 25, I'm like, I'm, I'm kind of tired. Once you hit 25, yeah, <laughs> I don't yeah. want to do this anymore. <laughs> yeah, I got out of my system. Every day, every year, there's something, a party, yeah. Miami Music Week, Ultra, you know, it's all kinds yeah. of stuff. Yeah, it's almost like with Vegas, because like I remember there was a phase that I would go to Vegas often, but I would just travel for that party yeah, environment yeah. but then i would leave like i couldn't imagine like now now thinking about that living in vegas and seeing that environment and just being around it all the time i feel like i go crazy yeah it has to be overwhelming wow do you have like a good group of friends that you've made some good friends here in miami like a good support system over the year and a half that you've been here yeah yeah it definitely took me a bit of time not gonna lie um but i don't have like a group of friends i have fragmented friends which is kind of how i've always been um but i'm honestly such a homebody i'm such an introvert mm. so like i'm one of those people like i could have you know five friends and kind of be good and maybe see them once every few weeks and just be good you know mm -hmm. but yeah. um yeah i have like my core group of girls but, yeah, I mean, speaking of relationships, I basically, three months into moving here, got in a relationship. So that kind of halted my uh. ability to make tons of girlfriends because that was my priority. Mm. So now I'm kind of getting more into that space. But that happens with a lot of us. You know, we kind of just start a relationship and then that's our main focus. Well, especially coming in a, to a place, that, an environment that you don't know anybody. Right. Yeah. And that's your number one support system. And yeah. you're just like, okay, I'm going to latch onto this, you know? Uh, so I'm kind of, I'm really grateful for the girlfriends I have. Though. The ones I do have are amazing. And what about like life in uh, Rhode Island? Um, what's been like the biggest change from where you were, especially in Boston, I guess, when you were also in college, yeah. to this environment down here? I would say it's, the value systems are very different. Up north, mm, I don't even know how to explain it properly. Here, and maybe this is stereotyping, So, but everything is very flashy. People are very fixated on money, looks. 
um, exterior things. Up north, there's kind of this like silent wealth that exists, yeah. but people are focused more so on education, social issues, just things like that. Things that are actually matter. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, and I'm a very opinionated person, and so it's been very hard for oh, me down that. here, uh, <laughs> politically, socially. I'm like, I have to bite my tongue a lot. So, that, I mean, I'm a poly. I was a poli sci major. Oh, I was. True. I was just yeah. gonna ask you because. Yeah. Yeah, you and guys would get along. I great. wanted yeah, the guy goes in. <laughs> I love poli- well, I love politics, and and yeah. and I'm very passionate about it. I was born and raised in Germany. I came here. Right. It's different social structures, different yeah. political beliefs, and, and economical values and stuff like that. So for you, who who's in that or who's in that field, you know, in political science, and then you're living up north, which is probably a lot more liberal mm-hmm. and progressive. Mm-hmm. And then you come into Florida, Miami. Yeah, how was that? How was that transition? Very hard. Very hard. I mean, like I said, because you kind of have to balance too as a professional. You kind of have to balance, okay, I have these value systems and Mm. I don't want to stray from them, but at the same time, I have a business to run. Yeah. And it's just me. You know, I'm I'm self-employed. I can't necessarily scare people away with my politics you yeah. know that is true so especially in the industry because she's in fitness where you kind of want to treat everybody equally. equally to help them yeah you know you don't want to only train democrats <laughs> you hate republicans oh uh, yeah i know so it's, you run out of business on here yeah you do <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, yeah you might yeah. you might piss some people off so that's hard i think i've kind of learned i was very intense when i moved here like on social media like posting stuff and kind of being very active about my politics and now i'm like you know what i'm not going to convince anyone any different it's kind of just an echo chamber what you believe the people that agree with you they already agree with you the people that don't agree with you they're not you're not going to change their mind so why stress it so why stress it the only thing you can do is like vote raise awareness and donate and get your friends to vote and that's about it and that's i think your responsibility as a human being but beyond that you're going to waste a lot of energy and honestly it just makes things more contentious when you try to convince somebody to do something that they don't want to do or to believe something that they don't want to believe yeah it's just the truth if i've noticed that too because i love having like discussions either like with co-workers or a good friend of ours gabe and we'll i love talk about this stuff yeah and (laughs) but there's some people who are like so dead on set on their beliefs that it's like there's nothing I could say that would ever make you change your mind. And then that kind of takes away some of that passion that you want. Because like, what, what, I can't tell you anything. But if you come in with an open this open mind, like, oh, I want to learn. I, why is your side feeling this way? Yeah. Well, now that's different. Now we can have a discussion. Empathy. Exactly. Yeah. Like, you're like that, too. Like, you you have your beliefs and your values, but you're also open to listening uh, I to wanna, others. I, I encourage it. Yeah. What I does wanna, this mean? Yeah, what I want to feel like an idiot. Like, make me feel like my opinion is stupid. Like so, th- throw everything out. So yeah. yeah, absolutely. But most yeah. people aren't like that. Like most people get yeah. really attached to their opinions, and there's always ego attached to it. So mm. it's like mm, when you're having an argument with that kind of person, you really just gotta drop it. It's just a lose lose. Doctor yeah. Hasty's the one that said it. That he says um, when a lot of people they get into a, the different opinions and they get into a discussion like a debate, they almost feel like they're trying to steal your opinion away. So it's almost like you get that ego of like, well, no, you're trying to change my mind rather than just trying to educate me. Yeah. So if we approach it with more of an open minded, oh yeah, I want to yeah. learn. It's a different approach than, oh, they're just trying to force their beliefs on me to take away mine. And that's what you were saying. Like, they feel like they're being stripped of their own opinions because of that intensity of, like, trying to convince people of their own opinions. Mm, Yeah, Yeah, but that's... 
it's a losing battle sometimes. How did you get into political science? Like, what was your... Because that's a, it's a great major. Yeah. But it's not, like, that common. Was it maybe? fueled by your parents? Um, No, honestly, no. I've always... Well, my dad's a lawyer. My mom's a professor. So they're very intellectual enough oh, themselves. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, your parents. So, I mean, yeah, they're very involved in politics and very liberal. And I guess when I was deciding a major, I just didn't know. Mm. I think going back, if I'm thinking about actual application of my major into my life, I probably would have been business with, you know, minors maybe in poli-sci, social science, whatever. Sure. Um, yeah, because from, I don't know, from a school standpoint, if you study poli-sci, you kind of either go into law school or policy or, oh, or yeah. teaching. Um, and, yeah, but, I mean, I loved, I'm such a nerd. I loved my major. I loved what I studied. Um, I focus a lot on, like, international relations. Mm. Um, immigration, things like that. It's so interesting and multifaceted and you just realize how connected everything is from economics to, you know, even like food systems and environment to politics that it's all interconnected. It's all affected to each other, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And you realize, oh, politics, you know, some people say, oh, I'm not political, but you realize everything is political because those are the laws that determine your value of the, the, the how you live your life. How you live your life. Yeah. And the kind of life that you're ensuring for your children and the rest of the world. So you can't just not have an opinion, you know? Yeah, I think there's a lot of decisions that happen on a macro level when you're talking about the, the, the state, the federal government, yeah. and you're talking about international relations as well, like policies that happen maybe across the world mm -hmm. affect how your currency is valued, mm -hmm. how you know, the finances, how the money goes, how, how much your money, a house is worth. And then you're looking at a micro level where just a couple of days ago we had a huge flood where the, the infrastructure in Florida is like at a, at a bare minimum, you know, like you right. can't even, one, a couple of days of rain, you can't even drive on the street because it's so bad. So everything is affected and everything yeah. is connected. So it's a beautiful thing to, I mean, you, you got to be involved to a certain degree. Yeah. There's different, anything, you could, there's different inputs that you could do. Mm-hmm. And whether that it's talking to friends, whether that is if you want to go into politics or whatever, but I think it's I think it's super fascinating. I love it. I just hate how in politics it almost makes you feel like you have to have a divide, and like there's no way of trying to come together. Yeah. yeah. So like I, I'll be in the chat with you and Gabe, and I'm like, dude, this is getting heated. Like I hope there's still boys after yeah. this. Like, they're going <laughs> at it. So um, yeah, I've always felt like it's been like that. I don't know if it's on kind of on purpose to form you know this div divisiveness or yeah. if it's I, I just really don't know. That's why I try to stay away from it. And that's why I try yeah. to just approach it with an open mind yeah. so I can just learn. Because if I get too caught up into it, I almost like I see the debates and I'm like, man, I do not want to be a part of this. That's why I don't say anything. Yeah. I'm like, let me just avoid that. Because, yeah, it almost feels like same thing. Like they, they get so emotionally attached to it. Yeah. It's not even about the topic anymore. It's now just about proving your point. Yeah. And I feel like that's where the problem is. Mm. It can never yeah. be approached with something like, oh, okay, that's good. Let's try to implement that. It's yeah, like, yeah. No, but th what about this? It's like, we're not talking about that. Like, let's talk about the solution. Yeah. Like, sometimes I want to know, like, okay, what if you were in a position of power, what would you do? What would your be approach? And then based on your views, on your policies, on your implementations, and now, you, now we can say, well, okay, would this actually work or would this not work? So I have a couple of friends that I can help you discussions with, and I cherish those relationships. Larry's one of them. We have different you know it's actually my neighbor is really good friend of mine we have different uh, views on on politics on social economic issues but uh we can always have a healthy and and <laughs> a mature relationship and have a discussion too so it makes it 
really really good but i don't know if it's always been this divisive or if i'm just more involved in it mm-hmm. because you're ten, more aware of it now uh, that yeah you're because it, because i because i'm i'm obviously i'm not in it but i care about it i read about it i watch news and stuff like that so yeah is it has it always been this way i don't know because 10 15 years ago i didn't really i didn't know i didn't care yeah so that's a good question you know i don't know i don't know if it was like this i think like just our government setup it's kind of we have a bipartisan government so democrat republican majorly so think about it that way it's kind of set up to already be polarized right mm. that, then, that's um, kind of where i find yeah it if you look it's at like if you look yeah. at governments like multi-party systems there's not that or like a parliament where it's not winner take all because in the in the states it's winner take all like if True. you win 51 percent of the vote 49 percent doesn't matter what they want you're done You know, it's the policy of the 51% now. Whereas in multi-party systems with parliament and president, you know, the other party still has a say. There's multiple parties working together. So there's less of that. Um, This is actually something we talked about, like, in one of my classes in college. Just, like, why is the U.S. so polarized? And it's partially because our, our system is set up that way. Partially because I think COVID and social media just kind of completely made everything Mm. more visible to us and people's opinions are just now more visible and whereas before you'd meet someone off the street and kind of just meet them as a human being now you're looking at their social media page looking at their politics politics looking at what they're posting about this issue what they're not posting about this issue and then you're already forming an opinion about Mm. them so it's just the visibility and then also i think just the structure of government we have yeah how how it is set up here is very like it's either you're either right or you're either wrong, and it's like that's that's not really how the world works. So if you look going at different countries, for example, like I feel like it's just a little bit more of a compassionate and understanding and having accepting different views. Mm-hmm. And here it's the very like almost radical versus is a very very on the left, very very on the right. But I feel like most people would agree that the center is really where you can find common ground. I feel like that's not really the world that we live in right now. At least certainly not in this country. So it could be frustrating. Yeah, it's frustrating. I, I think, yeah, I mean, you when you run a political campaign, you kind of have to run the radical sides. That's just how it goes. But then when you think about it, when policy is actually implemented, it's actually pretty centrist for the most part. Yeah. It's just for the visual stuff, the campaigns and, you know, this and that. The people clicks gra- and the news. People grab onto those, like, like social issues like the big ones you know like abortion taxes guns immigration like, yeah, like yeah but then when you break it down into the more you know mundane stuff it's actually pretty centrist it's just yeah it's just politics man i, I could talk it. about this all I day no i love <laughs> it i love it do you feel like maybe there's a future down the line where you are more involved in politics and obviously you're doing the training you're doing the fitness yeah. you, never know. That's you, you love it sounds like one of your passions right? yeah you're maybe you understand you never know. Yeah, you could be that fitness lawyer. Oh god! Yeah, <laughs> you heard that before? I have, I have too many bikini photos out there. <laughs> so it doesn't matter. Yeah, maybe that can be your thing. Yeah. Oh god, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't see myself involving myself in politics, but I definitely see myself starting maybe like an NGO related mm. to like social justice and fitness, some kind of intersection <clears throat> between the two. Um, I have some ideas, but I need okay, to okay. be financially fully in stable a position. Yeah, I yeah. Do something like that. And you are, tw- forgive me, 24? 23. 23. When's your birthday? June 7th. Oh, you okay. Wow, I have my entire life out of you. Thanks. I think you'll be you'll be fine for sure. I um, so. <laughs> so now you're doing, <laughs> did you have the knee surgery? Because you were saying you had you had to have yeah. knee surgery. Yeah. Then you quit uh, the, the gym. Yep. What did you have knee surgery? So I had 
back in years ago, 2015, I had ACL reconstruction. That's what kind of like started my lifting journey because sure. I could no longer play sports. Da, da, da. Mm, yeah. But I was so young at the time that they placed, um, they used my hamstring as like the ACL graft and then they placed actual buttons and nails into my knee uh, to hold the graft in. And then as I aged and my growth plates moved, some of the um, hardware like shifted and was pushing actually into the skin of my kneecap. So that's what I had the surgery in last February. Mm. And it ended up being a little bit more intrusive of a surgery than they had and, first and imagined. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, you know, the, the recovery was, you know, probably about six months. Jesus. Okay. And, I was down here completely alone, completely financially independent. And I'm like, yeah, this, you know, working at a corporate gym, getting paid 35 an hour, it's yeah. not going to work for me. So I was like, God, figure something else out. So, Jesus. Yeah. It is yeah. so, did you ever feel like, or maybe your parents were like, could just come back home? Or do you feel oh, like maybe? question. Yeah, right. Do you feel like, man, was this the right decision? I fucked up. I never felt like that. No. Oh, okay. no. Did your parents ever make you feel like that? They, if I was ever struggling, they would welcome me back. But I just don't think it would be good for me because I feel like when you put yourself in that comfort zone, you don't grow. I and agree. I feel like I like to put myself in situations where I have no other choice but to figure it out. Yeah. And that's the only way I've been able to grow as an individual, financially, you know, with my business. So I was like, I'll figure this out. And I did. You just have to trust yourself. Yeah. And I think that's where life kind of becomes exciting because when you go through the motion and everything is the same, everything is comfortable, that's not where you grow. But in those yeah. moments where you have no other choice, you yeah. know, this is, this is, you know, swimmer, like sink or swim, that's when really life starts to begin and becomes like, this is really what I can do, you know? Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah, and I also think, um, like, uh, how did your, how was it with your parents at first when you told them that you didn't want to, it was temporary, stuff like that, but then they saw that this wasn't becoming temporary. Yeah. And then this happened. Like, yeah. was there any, uh, like, oh, yeah, like what happened there? How did your parents react to that? When I first told them, I think they had a hard time that I wasn't going to, you know, go to law school or at least for now. Um, they had a hard time because, I mean, BC is not a cheap school. Like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> okay. They put a lot of money for me to go there and but at the same time I think they realized after a year that the money wasn't wasted because the the way the things that you learn in college it's beyond the education. It's Certainly. It's how you carry yourself, it's how you communicate. It's like defining. It's how you deal with interpersonal relations. And had I not gone to a school like that, I wouldn't have the work ethic I do. I wouldn't be able to speak to people how I speak. And all those things translate to how successful your business is. So I think they realized that over time. But at first, it was like a hard, I felt guilty. I was like, oh, my God, my parents invested $100,000 into my yeah. education. And here I am not even using my degree. But I think that that's a very short-sighted idea of what a college degree is. And if you look at most people, they actually don't use their degrees well, 10 years down the it's line. It's like a report. It's like 42% of people, they, they came out the other day, 42% of people that have college degrees, they're not even within the, the field. The industry. That's yeah, they're graduating. Yeah. yeah, I can say that 100%. Yeah. But it's, it's also, I'm sorry, no, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. No, but it's also like the, the people that you meet while you're in school, the connection, you were just saying, like the connection that you make, that is essentially what, what is going to define you as a human being and how you uh, pursue your career afterwards, not the piece of paper that you have and whatever yeah. it says on it, you know? Yeah. So, agreed. 
Um, but BC is that a are they private? It's private. Private. Private Catholic institution. Oh boy, <laughs> that's a good school though. Yeah, that's an awesome yeah. School. I I'm such a nerd. I love I loved it. I could I would go back, but um, for law school. <laughs> maybe you go to UM law school. Yeah, now, now maybe, done. maybe. Yeah. maybe. Yeah, private school. Hit, hit up your parents. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> Let's try this again. <laughs> They'd be like, "What now?" Yeah. Um, are you guys are are you guys close in terms of the relationship you guys have? You being living in a different state, do they come down here? You guys talk on a regular basis, or how is that? Yeah, we talk probably every week. Okay. Um, I would say our relationship has actually improved since I moved, and I feel like a lot of people can speak to that. Yeah. Living at home can be very, I mean, I was very independent. I obviously was in college, but living at home is, it's a lot. And we're all on top of each other, especially during COVID when I was home for a little bit. Yeah. And I think as you age and as you go off on your own, you almost appreciate your parents even more. Yes. And you realize a lot of the lessons that you, they told you that were like, oh, shut up. I don't want to hear it. Actually are true. You're like, oh, they, they knew something. And I give them a hard time about it, but they knew something, you know, yeah. and I'm realizing that as I, as I, <laughs> as I go forward. And I got to give it to you because you're realizing it very young because I'm really, I'm 30. Well, okay. and you're turning, well, you're already 30. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Sorry, bro. We're 30. And it took me until now almost to really look back and be like, man, you're right. Like it's, they were trying to just warn us and really yeah. guide us into a right direction. And there's a reason why they were telling us that when we're younger, we're like, shut the hell up. You don't understand. But now that I'm older, I'm like, oh. Like yeah. they were just kind of, they, yeah, they've yeah. been there before some way, somehow, maybe not directly, but they've gone through some certain experiences that we're now feeling. And it's like, Oh, they were just trying to protect 100%. us. A hundred percent. I realize now, like sometimes I do certain things or I say certain stuff. Like I'm like, am I turning like my, into my yeah. parents? That's like certain things that 10 years ago, I would have been like, stop. Yeah. Now it's like, um, I, I'm embracing it. I am becoming that. So, um, it's funny how our parents shape us, but for sure. Like, I think once you move out, especially those ages, like 20, 19, 20, 21, 22, where you kind of redefine who you are, mm -hmm. living at home could be, could be a challenge for sure. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah. Yeah. One thing that, that I kind of wanted to touch up on also is um, you were talking about how when you went to, uh, to college that you didn't feel like it was like a wasted investment because mm -hmm. it still defined you and what you learned and the connections and stuff like that. But I also think because you were an athlete, as well to a certain point you know what it's like to have that slow grind and, and knowing what the work that needs to be put in that's tra transitioned into what you're doing now mm -hmm. which is the fitness which we've seen that you're kicking ass mm -hmm. in the gym like you don't work out like mickey mouse you're not there taking all your little selfies like you're there to grind yeah right so what's that like because i think before we we got in here we we're talking about most women they feel mm -hmm. almost afraid to work out because they're going to be too bulky but is that even true yeah so Oof, it's been a journey with my fitness. I've been through like almost every transformation. So let's just start there. Yeah. Because I've been through the mindset of probably most women, depending on their current <laughs> situation. So at first, I, yeah, I was an athlete, then got injured, gained weight, lost weight, had lost too much weight, developed an eating disorder, was scared of lifting heavy, getting bulky, then started having to do it in order to you know, rehabilitate my knee, fell in love with lifting and then slowly learning, okay, how do we actually do this? So I kind of been through every transition, you know, from weight loss to muscle gain to like everything. Um, yeah, I think 
let's just start here. Like lifting heavy will not make you bulky. And I think we're kind of as a society and as women, we're starting to embrace that and realize it. And I think social media has had a huge impact on that from an education standpoint. But sometimes I feel a little bit um, irrelevant because I'm like, oh, everybody knows that. But then you talk to women in real life because I still train some clients in person and you realize, oh, shit. Not everybody knows that because I'll be having a conversation with a client and they're like, but like, shouldn't we be doing lighter weights, higher reps? I'm like, no, 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 honey, you're not going to build different muscle. <laughs> all, I'm like, I'm like, all muscle is the same. You're not going to build muscle that way. If you're starting off, you're going to build muscle that way, yeah, but then yeah. you're going to reach a point where you hit a plateau. Well, that's because your muscles haven't been moving they forever. Exactly. Anything will, right. stu- will create some growth. Right. So I'm like, and that's why I made a post the other day. I was like, uh, how I grew my legs or something like that. And I'm like, I'm not out here doing rinky dinky twenty pounds, yeah, twenty so reps. Like, like, like a Zumba class. <laughs> no. Yeah, you were going in. I saw your clip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to. You gotta lift heavy. It like it just it is what it is. You know, yeah. um, people don't realize what it takes. But yeah, the definitely you definitely gotta have that perspective of lifting heavy will not make you bulky as a woman. If anything, it'll just accentuate what you already have. Mm. The issue is people just don't want to do the work and they don't realize, you know, pain tolerance. Like I I think I was talking about pain in that specific post. Pain tolerance is learned. It's not something you have. And when you're training and you have a specific goal, like I want to grow my legs, like you got to work on your pain tolerance. You got to understand what it feels like to have a hard set to train till failure. All those things. That's a skill that takes years you're not going to get that off the bat yeah for sure um when you usually train your cl- your, your female clients mm-hmm. do you recommend doing normally like a five-day split or a three-day split or like the whole like the whole shebang because mm-hmm. a lot of women they will focus on only doing legs because they don't want to do the upper body yeah. or do you like encourage everything oh on a yeah regular, true basis? Well, that's my girl's always like yeah. she'll skip oh, upper do, body days yeah, yeah. i'll do legs uh, it drives me days. crazy it drives yeah. me crazy so what do you think i mean I think well-rounded is the best approach. Okay. Personally, like I think in order to have a symmetrical, proportionate body, you should train everything. Now, that doesn't mean that you need to go super heavy on upper body, but you're not. If you go heavy on upper body and you're eating right, you're not going to get bulky. You're just yeah. going to look good, you know. But I, I would say like a five-day split is good. Okay. But it also depends on that person's lifestyle. Like not everybody can work out five days a week, so you True. have to think. Okay, what is the schedule that will actually most likely continue to be followed sustainably for this person and as a coach you have to be able to create a plan based on that because if you give someone a five-day plan but realistically they can only go in two to three days a week they're gonna give up they're gonna fail they're gonna fail yeah or they're gonna pick and choose so okay it's my job as a coach to intake this information and then decide okay they can only do three days a week we're gonna do you know full body then three days a week done they've hit every muscle group they Mm. get a few days of rest in between we're good yeah 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 because i I tell people like depend how often can you go into the gym because if you can go if you have the time allocated to go to the gym five days a week great then now we can work with five days but i know some people who say i only want to work out two days a week which okay that's fine but then you got to set up your expectations in a manner where in two days you're gonna have to work out the entire body versus if you had five days now you can have a little bit more maneuver room that and you could probably work out at a lower intensity if you're training more often. If you're only doing two times you a gotta, week, yeah, you gotta go in and step it gotta, up again. You gotta, two hour gym session. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta go in and also you would want to talk to them about like the goals that you want to reach. You're probably gonna take longer. Yeah, but those are all very like you know those are all variables that can work. If you can only train twice a week, okay, you're gonna train 
fucking hard, number mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. And number two, don't expect your goals to come fast. <clears throat> it's yep. just going to take longer. But, yeah, that's the last thing I want to do is scare people away by being like, you'll never reach your goals if you don't hit this five-day split and do this, this, and this. Because it's not, that's not true. Yeah. You know, little steps go a long way, but... Yeah, it can be intimidating, bro, because, like, we go, like, a regular, almost daily, like, you know, but then there's some people who they, they haven't worked out or they don't really know, and then you tell them five days, and five days is a lot. Yeah, I'm understanding <laughs> the impact now that actual, like, coaches have, because <laughs> almost like what you said, we know how to exercise, yeah. and well, now we go to CrossFit, so we, I don't know how to do half this. go to CrossFit? Yeah. Uh, you better not fucking <laughs> say something motherfucking no, square I don't like, judge I don't judge I'm just curious it's the way that you said it so uh, it, it's well if you ask the owners they're not gonna CrossFit. say oh no yeah no. not a CrossFit it's, it's more of a hybrid they do you know powerlifting they do CrossFit they do a lot of cardio okay so you know I started going like six months ago because he did he's been going for almost for a year now at this point yeah over a year yeah yeah and so he's like go 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 and I'm like okay like, I'll go and it's in it's in Doral and okay. I started going, and I love it. And I've been lifting weights for many years. And you're killing it now. And I, we're I love it. it I'm, yeah. yeah, we're killing it. And there I'm there like, uh, you know, five, six days a week. And I, it's just, it's really, really, I've kind of discovered a new passion for that type yeah. of workout. And so just because I've been lifting traditional weights for, which is great too. Like, I love it. I, you know, I usually go Saturdays, but I've been lifting conventional late yeah. weightlifting for, I think, like 12 years now. So yeah. after a while, it's like, okay, let me... Try something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I found that about myself too, especially when fitness is your job. Mm. You kind of have to rebrand your passion again, you know? So I kind of like fell out of it for a little. I was still going every day, but I was like, this sucks, you know? So I started taking classes and going to Pilates and doing shit that I would (laughs) normally be like, who is this girl, you know? But it's true. Yeah, you have to, especially when you've been training like a bodybuilder for so long yeah kind of like i feel like everybody goes through that i could see that and i I have a lot of respect for trainers because like you know i've been working out for so many years and people are like oh i want you to become a trainer i want you to train people i like working out myself i don't like training people like i love Mm -hmm. working out but i don't like i wouldn't want to do it for like as a a living yeah so i have a lot of respect for people because i've even i've you know trained claudia here and there but i i don't like it you know like it's just it's just not for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I don't have the patience. And, you know, it's it's, it's not easy. I can see you talking shit about people. Yeah, the, the people you're training on like, this motherfucker <laughs> can't do shit. I can totally <laughs> see you. I just don't, I, I go in. It's like time for me to decompress. And, yeah. like, now if I have to teach you certain movements and go slow. And I can't do yeah. all of that. It's a lot of patience. Yeah, it's yeah. a lot it's of patience. Lo- it, it does. So when you train people, do you work out? Like with them, is that your workout or do you go no, and? Was you imagine she has a patient? She's gonna patient a client's patients. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A client, maybe a client is gonna have an eight-hour workout that day. No, maybe if you she, do. You have an eight-hour workout that day. Maybe she's no. feeling good on one day and like okay, one session I, I'll jump in. No, no, it's they, they pay me. <laughs> Let me jump in really no. quick. Like Dre, you know, like he, sometimes he'll teach a class okay. and then oh yeah, halfway through teaching he starts classes is different. I, I've taught classes, yeah. No, I won't. Ah. My my one hour, that's that's their it's time. For they, okay, that's okay. for them. Um, you know, I might be in there like helping assisting with a rep, but I'm not training with okay, them. Okay, okay, okay. So yeah. you ha- you have your own time allocated. Yes. For your own sessions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, how how many days a week do you usually work on? Um, usually five to six okay yeah and if i'm a girl and i want to contact you i don't want to get a a a session or man well yeah maybe yeah i don't train men you don't train men actually no that's right i remember her you told me something about that i've had some experiences and there's always something that comes up later i'm like hey want to grab coffee i'm like all right no so i don't train men 
Oh wow! Okay. So women. Women. <laughs> well, maybe a woman will be like, "Hey, you want to grab some coffee?" <laughs> and then that's fine. <laughs> all right, all right. So, so like, woman comes up to you, hey, you know, like, I want to do one on one. Can you tell us a little bit about your rates? Is it a package? Sure. Yeah. How does that? Yeah. Work? What's Is the process? Virtual? Take it to the process. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, so right now, I should probably mention I'm kind of transitioning from in-person training to online coaching Good for you. so i'm not really taking any more in-person clients right now unless um, the, num- the price is right maybe no unless the price is yeah, right celebrity trainer jennifer maybe maybe you make an exception <laughs> i mean miami you'll meet like a celebrity on the street for anytime. sure okay okay go ahead um but yeah i mean i think my setup would be you know I'm going to be a full-time online coach and then have really exclusive one-on-one training, like very exclusive. Mm. Those prices haven't worked it out. Right now, I train 100 an hour. If you're a house call, like depending on the distance from my place, 120 to 150. Oh, that's cool. That's yeah. pretty standard. You add like a, like a travel fee? Yeah, yeah. travel, one- parking, time, all of that I have to factor in. Um but, yeah, so, I mean, that's pretty standard for Miami. Um, but if you go any other place, like, if I was to charge that up in Rhode Island, forget about it. No one's going to yeah, pay yeah, me really? that. You look crazy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't have anyone. So that's been the great. Market. How did you, How much did you start at? Was it always? So when I first started training, it was, like, 20 an hour. Uh-huh. You come so really? far. That's awesome, though. Yeah, because I had, I had someone the other day open an, an account also for fitness. For fitness. <laughs> and, yeah, and, and he didn't really look like a fitness guy okay but he had said like oh yeah like i've trained you know i've lost a lot of weight i saw his id and he, you could tell he was like a completely different person i'd put it yeah, up to yeah. him like dude not you <laughs> um so he does that and then i asked him like oh how much do you train like how much do you charge to train and he goes oh about 20 to 50 dollars and i'm like how do you survive with yeah. 20 to 50 dollars no way i could not i'm already like not to say i'm struggling i'm doing fine but Miami's freaking expensive. And it's only gotten more expensive and it's since only the rest more. of you guys got yeah, yeah. So yeah. It's yeah. your fault. I'm sorry. Yeah, you and the rest of you guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> um so so my question is like this online coach, how does that work? Like yeah. what what am I what do I get from this online coaching? Is it sure. like a, is it like a, an out like a layout, like a layout? Is it well, a Zoom? One thing sure? one thing that that I did want to say is that I have a much more compassionate like more much more compassion for fitness trainers because what we were talking about a little bit earlier, you have to f- really cater and personalize it based True. on their lifestyle. And I never yeah. really thought about that because I think I've I've purchased like little things online yeah. or like these fitness programs online and it's just like Five days a week, and you got to start at uh, at six a.m. You got to have two meals before nine, and then your workout starts at ten a.m. And I'm like, I have to go to work at eight thirty. I can't work out at ten in the morning, so it's like impossible to follow these makeshift ones. But I feel like if you have a personalized, yeah. but that requires more time and more effort, and really understanding the yeah. client for you to kind of piece it around. Yeah, right? yeah. So I would say like the difference between personal training and online coaching. Personal training is you have me for that one hour a week or th- three times a week to kick your ass. Yeah. Outside of that. I have no control over your life. True. I'm not going to give you nutrition unless you ask me for it and we work a deal out or that's all you, you know, if you want your ass kicked, I will do that for one hour. Now, if you want a complete lifestyle change and you're remote and you want me to work around your schedule, work f- a program that works, fits within your life, give you nutrition that fits within your life, give you habits and, you know, be your mentor that's more online coaching. So I almost find that online coaching is actually more, what's the word I want to use? Effective in creating 
a lifestyle change because you're infiltrating that you're that health coach for that person versus being someone that that person only sees three hours a week and then the rest is like whatever the hell they want to do. Does that kind of make sense? Yeah. Um, But yeah, my online coaching is it's, it's on a platform called Lena's. It's, it's just a coaching app that I, that I invested in and um, it has, it's an app you have, that's where you'll access like weekly check-ins. That's where you access your meal plan. That's where you access your workouts. You can like track your workouts. Um, You can track your eating. There's habit tracking on there. So if you're like, Sleep is a problem for me. I'll be like, okay, lights off by eight, no phone by nine. And you have to track that you did that habit that week. Um, and then there's like progress photos. There's weight trends, so weigh-ins and progress photos happen once a week. Check-ins happens once a week. And then you have like 24-7 access to me chat through that. So it's it's a very good system. Yeah, for sure. And everything is there. I mean, you really don't need more than that. Um, so, but, but yeah, I do it through an app, okay. and all the programming is on there as well. That is so sick. Yeah. How do you come up with the programs? Like, how how do you design that? Because, for example, <laughs> I some of the workouts that we do at, at Zoom, I'm like, I would never think of doing this. Like, why would any human being want to do <laughs> this shit that we're doing here? Yet that, I find, has been the mm-hmm. most effective for me. But then for you, for the client, how do you make those kind of adjustments for the for the program? Yeah, so it depends on a lot of things. It depends, number one, on what their goal is and their workout frequency, how many times they can train a week, injuries, things like that. Um, But if it's like an overall goal of gaining muscle, I put them on a five-day hypertrophy plan. Usually, you know, most that plan, if you do it progressively, is going to work over time. Like I'll give them a month, you're going to follow this, and you're not going to change anything. You're going to track all of your weights and then the next month we're going to do the same thing, but we're going to increase the reps with the same weights by two to three reps. Yeah. Then we change the rep range. Then the next month, the same thing. We go two to three more reps, and then we cycle back to the beginning. I might change a few exercise variables here and there, but then we work back the strength back up. So at the end of the day, the best program is actually very monotonous and very. it's going to be the same thing all the time might change things here and there to make it fun yeah. but the best programs are boring and pretty damn simple it's it's honestly progressive overload and just performing the rep at the highest intensity you can that's going to lead to results so there's no need to overcomplicate the programs i think a lot of people do that or they get really caught up in trying to make something as interesting as possible and fun but interesting and fun doesn't translate to results you ever seen that guy on Instagram that he's, uh, he'll be like doing muscle ups with like a weight bench wrapped around his, his yeah, waist. Yeah, some, yeah, some yeah. I mean, that's just stuff for clickbait. Yeah, like, yeah. 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 I've seen that stuff. Yeah, but that looks a little too intense. No. <laughs> Maybe it's. <laughs> can you imagine? Can you imagine you, you sign up with, uh, with Talia and she has like a has muscle ups it. with a weight belt around your waist or, or bench pressing yeah, uh, that treadmills? That won't happen. Where do you train? Where do you train your clients if you do do in person? Do you go to yeah. them, or is it like do you have a gym that you kind of? You know, yeah, yeah, to? I've kind of bopped around gyms. I just like pay rent at this gym called Midtown Body in Midtown. It's super low key. It's like yeah, it used to be called Ripped. It's right across from the Dicks in Midtown. Oh, I know. Probably right just never goods. seen it before. It's it's like super low key. Um, That's where we used to age guy. We used to be. Yeah, it's right near (laughs) Kitchen Social. Have you heard of that? Oh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's right next to there. So you live in that area? You live in... No, I live downtown. I live near Brightline 
train yeah yeah business doing good business doing well yeah 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 yeah. so i live downtown um but i'm looking to move so we'll see downtown's a little crazy right now with all the construction and stuff oh yeah they keep building more welcome to miami jeez they built this like we had a beautiful view from our balcony of downtown miami they're building everything up no and they built literally a hundred feet away from us oh my this huge high rise and we're just like oh my god ruining the view yeah yeah, I wanted to ask you and uh, go back a little bit to um, sure. you were saying that uh, you when you first got here, mm-hmm. you got into a relationship. Yep, that kind of took your focus and your priority. Mm-hmm. Um, but you said that you recently parted ways, mm-hmm. correct? Um, did that affect anything? Um, for you, especially when it came to like your fitness, and then you coming down here because when you came down here, you were by yourself. Mm-hmm. You had met this person. Yeah. They almost became your Miami introduction. Yeah. And then they left. Yeah. So how was that kind of transition? I'm still transitioning, honestly. Um, it's it's pretty fresh. It's only been probably a month and a half now. Um, I have to say I'm somebody who probably focuses more and does better when they're single because I am a lover girl at heart. And when I'm in a relationship, like that is the priority to me, not work. I'll still work. I'll still work hard. I'll still grind. But that takes most of my energy. Mm -hmm. So honestly, the past month and a half, I've kind of blown up on every level, like business, financial, personal growth. I've done really well. That's not to say that that happens every breakup. And I was definitely, you know, the first few weeks, you can, of course, you're sad and depressed and you don't want to do anything. But I was really able to to focus on myself and, and grow out of this. And the past three months have been the most growth I've had, I think, since moving here, which is just wow. kind of wild. And it just kind of shows you what happens when you put yourself first. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's been... It's been hard, too, because he was also in, in fitness, so we did a lot of our stuff together. Like, we literally started YouTube together. We filmed together. We planned content days together. He had a camera. I don't have a camera. So it was all, all of a sudden, I'm like, shit, I got to do everything alone. So I've yeah. been hiring other people. But with that, like, you make connections. And, you know, when you rely on one person for everything, you miss out on a lot of other stuff. Um, so yeah, there were some hurdles. I, you know, obviously it's change and you're attached to somebody. So you have to somehow figure out how to do life alone again, which is really hard, especially in a new city. Yeah, exactly. Exactly why I asked. And we worked together when I first moved here. So like that was there, you know, from the jump, literally from the jump. So it's just hard, but I think I'm better for it and i think you just grow so much when you have to fear it sucks you know it's growing pains it was not fun i had days where i was like oh my god this is a lot and i've had last week was super overwhelming for example you know my dog got sick i got sick um you know some other personal things happen and i'm like i still had to get my job done all alone and I still lack a support system. You know, I have friends, but we're all working, you know, so it's not like I can like go try to this person anymore. That's not there. So I think that's the hardest part for sure. But, um, but yeah, it's been a process and it's still going. So it's so recent. It's yeah, it's pretty recent. Yeah. But what if it was, but you have taken actions of, of doing things a little bit differently. Yeah. So, I, I mean, you, you said that you, you've blown up the last uh, kind of three months of mm-hmm. everything. So what were those changes? Like, what did you start doing differently um, after the relationship too? Yeah. After the relationship ended, I actually started um, 
It was, this was a coincidence. It wasn't like, oh, we broke up. I'm going to get super like ripped now. I mm. started a cut. Literally, yeah, I started the glow up, the yeah. glow up phase. Yeah. <laughs> I started a cut and I had originally told my nutrition coach, like, I don't think I could do this. You know, me and my boyfriend broke up. I'm just like, I can't even eat right now. And he's like, no. He was like, we're going to start. So we started and that honestly changed everything for me. I went from, I went from dreading going to the gym, feeling super inflamed and uh, just gross and pale and just kind of this shell version of myself. I dropped like 15 pounds in the matter of six weeks. Most of it just inflammation and yeah. probably stress and just, I don't even know. Your body holding on, just my body to holding on, trying to survive and completely changed my body composition. And that at the same time as I was doing that, I was launching my online coaching. So all of a sudden I have this transformation and I'm launching online coaching. And then all of a sudden I launch it and it just becomes this, it just blows up because yeah. everybody's, it's like everything in once just oh like my God, amazing. Yeah. 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 So, and then on top of that, like I feel so good in my skin. I look good. My mood is better. I'm like excited to go to the gym because I like looking at myself in the mirror when I'm training and my business is booming because of it. So it was just like this. It's crazy that one little thing. I was thinking the same thing. That one little thing. Boom. Like completely redirected your life. Completely. In a, in a couple of weeks. That's beautiful. In a few weeks. Yeah. <sighs> That's beautiful. That's and, and trust in the process too because you could have continued, you know, crying or being like, hey, I don't want to deal with this. Yeah. Sad. Hell, you could have even gone back to your parents. Yeah. I mean, I you literally came down here. I was thinking about it. See yeah. what I mean? Yeah. But somewhere deep down, you're like, nah, no, I want to read it out. This out. Yeah, I'd been through worse. Like I've been through some pretty rough breakups, and this is like, all right, come on, girl, like you got this. It's yeah. not. At the end of the world, we talked about it yesterday. Like yeah. life doesn't. But end. she's also so young too. Because what were, were we talking about? Because we're, we're freaking thirty, but <laughs> at 20, yeah. 25, 23, whatever 23. that age, that was devastating for us. Like I was like a wreck when when I would go to a breakup yeah. back then. Now I'm like, ah, life goes on. I've been through worse. Yes. But yeah. at the time, it doesn't feel like it. Certainly no. not when you're that age. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, don't get me wrong. For like a few weeks, I was like. This is crazy, Aww. you know, but you're just, you learn that it's attachment, you know, you learn that it's just, I got used to somebody. I got used to an idea of the future I had with somebody. You don't, and then you look back and you're like, well, maybe it wasn't the best thing for me, but in that moment it felt really good, felt you know, right, and yeah. the second you can kind of detach yourself from that and just look at it for what it was, that's when like you can kind of let go and just, but it's hard. I mean, feelings that's kind of void of feelings and emotions you have to that's why like the no contact period is so important you have to take a step back and focus on yourself so you can actually have a rational idea of what this relationship was for you and what it meant for you in your life at that time yeah, yeah. like remove yourself from mm -hmm. the actual moment the emotion the bias yeah. and just kind of see it for what it is yeah because it kind of helps the healing process a little yeah. you got to be objective you gotta um you know separate the, the feelings from the facts yeah and that is tough, especially when you're in it. It's easy to talk about it, you know, yeah. from the outside. But uh, being in it is devastating. So what's um? What do you think is next for you? I was going to no. say that. What's next? I think right now is um, just continuing to work on my craft and build my online business. Eventually, I think after this summer, I'm probably going to halt in-person training. Um, 
a lot of my in-person clients leave for the summer anyway. So it's kind of this like natural transition out of that. So, you know, I really hope to have like a hundred online clients and then at some point probably hire assistant coaches and build somewhat kind of an empire. And then after that, like, I don't want to stop at coaching. I want to build a community. Like that's my goal Yeah, is to build a community of strong women. And then after that, maybe I can, once I'm financially stable and a bit more remote with my work and have a bit more passive income, I can start looking at things like starting an NGO or some kind of organization related to women in fitness. So that's my like five year plan. Um, I don't know in terms of like where I'll be. I think I'm good in Miami for now. Yeah. I think it's the place I need to be just in terms of networking and opportunity, especially, you know, young. I don't know that I would settle down and like have children here. That's not happening for another decade at least. <laughs> but um decade thirty three. Tell that to Claudia. Yeah. 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 So I mean it, Time flies, so I'm saying that now, and then I'll blink, and then I'll be like, all right, yeah, here we are. Uh, <laughs> six months, we go on Instagram. Okay. <laughs> 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 maybe, maybe, maybe. Oh, I hope not. No, so. no, 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 no. I think uh, it ha- you know, everything happens for a reason, but, I, but I'm excited for your journey. Thank um, you. So I'm thinking, yeah, maybe Miami is not going to be like you forever. That's what you need right now. But it's almost like your old relationship, or every relationship. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of what you need right now at the moment, but eventually yeah. it's probably redirection into... Yeah. Maybe you're gonna go back to um, New England. New England, it's beautiful up there. No, yeah, yeah it's beautiful. a great place to raise kids. The yeah. school systems are great. Patient, quality of life, quality of life, care. Yeah, well, again, maybe you can just revamp a whole new fitness world over there. You know, maybe. Also, if you're doing over online, you can be anywhere. Be anywhere. So that's the yeah. goal. I kind of like want to live in a different country. Okay, you said, you said you're Italians. Maybe Italy. Maybe Italy. Uh, or what? What else you got on your mind? I actually lived in Spain for a few months in college. Oh, yeah, and cool. <sighs> what part of Spain? Spain. Madrid. Nice. Really? Yeah. No, we love Barcelona. Uh, Barcelona. Barcelona. See, Barcelona was too touristy for me. So was Madrid. Madrid is not No, touristy. not really. It's probably a little less than Barcelona. A little less, probably, because not as much a uh, party. Not, yeah. Not, yeah. I think Barcelona has more tourism, like yeah. more things to do. Yeah. Madrid has more things to see. Yeah, I, would say. I, I love that, yeah, the culture, and the history. Yeah, the history. Ooh, the history. Oh, so. Yeah, the history is really cool in Europe. Like, there's just so much. No, yeah, yeah. Barcelona's where it's. Um, that was gonna say something. You're gonna like say where you would be? Germany, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> you have to go back. <laughs> you wouldn't go. Wouldn't go back to Germany <laughs> to live. No, why not? I'm gonna visit, visit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, um, that's awesome. I mean, your birthday's coming up in a couple months. You have the rest of your life ahead of you. I know. You're right? talking that we're like 60, 80 years old. <laughs> it, life comes at you fast. It does. Yeah, I feel like a 60. My lower back feels like a 60. <laughs> <laughs> I woke up this morning. I'm like, God damn it. Yeah, yeah, dude. It ain't the same anymore. <laughs> you start to notice the little things for me. It was like, I can't have a, gl- a glass of wine without being hungover in the morning. And I'm just like, is this is this 23? Wait, what? Get out of here. 23. Swear to God. They, wait, you don't get a hangover? No. You if I don't. have one glass of wine, I'm done the next Oh, yo, no. I need 24, 48 hour recovery. No, but it's one glass. Like, how ridiculous is that i'm like yeah. okay yeah i feel this it gets worse <laughs> but it's just yeah not fun <laughs> all right anything else um you were gonna oh, say something. i had one thing yeah i was gonna talk about like the djing because maybe i could oh see God. you DJing. Like, right. oh 
Maybe I see a DJ in Maybe. you. <laughs> we started with that and we finished with I that. Know. DJ, TJ, D. No, I have one question. Then yeah. we can look slowly wrapping up. Because yes. you said you're very, like, like obviously opinionated. Yeah. You have your strong beliefs. I can feel like that. And, mm -hmm. and uh, you went to political science. Mm -hmm. Somebody's making a coffee there. Um, and now, how does that affect your relationships? Like your romantic relationships? Do you care? Because I we have a friend, <laughs> Gabe, I'm like, who is, you know, very intellectual, <laughs> very smart, yeah. but he's very, like, on the right. On the right, yeah. And have you come across maybe on your dating life? Mm -hmm. or Well, you just become Especially single. Especially here in Miami. In too. Miami. A lot of the guys are more conservative, yeah. on the right. Yeah. Would, would you care? And, and how would you kind of go about that? It's so funny because I'm on one dating app right now. Right. I'm on Riot. And it's Riot? <laughs> what? The little caption is like... Uh, it's like, if you're a Republican, don't match with me. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it says? That's what it says. Um, so Here, here's the thing. I mean, I... For not wanting to be political of, like, her business <laughs> and stuff, literally, like, that's what it says. Because here's the thing. It's but it does, it does matter because your value systems, and that was one thing in my past relationship, we disagreed on a lot of things. And at the end of the day that's going to infiltrate how you want to raise kids. Mm. That's going to infiltrate decisions like, you know, what's the power dynamic in the relationship? Yeah. Who's cooking and cleaning? What are the gender roles? What does that look like? And those things do matter. And your, your political views are often, you know, they often affect your views on other things. They yeah. do. It trickles down. It almost. trickles down into the emotional stuff. It does. And yeah, to me, like you don't have to be as, you know, liberal or outspoken as me, but there are some things that are just non-negotiables. Like you should care about greater issues. If I sit you down and I say, what do you care about? Like what issues do you care about? And you can't say anything. You just care about making money and living comfortably then we're not gonna we're not gonna mesh we're not gonna see eye to eye. we're not gonna see eye to eye if, if you sit me down and you tell me you know that um you're used to women being housewives again nothing wrong with that for me that's just not how i want my my man to view women you know, and then that's going to trickle down to how he treats me. Mm -hmm. And then if I can't cook and clean for him, then he's then that's not a good relationship because I can't serve his love languages. Okay. If that's his love language is, is acts of service, whatever. But it's gendered in that sense. So, OK, that's another thing, you know. Um, so there uh, and then, yeah, your value systems, like how you want to raise your children. Yeah. Uh, religion is a big one. Um so there's a there's a lot of stuff that comes up, and I think you, at the end of the day, it's not even politics; it's value systems, values and beliefs, and, and fundamental beliefs core and values. Yes, but those things do affect they, they politics. Yeah. They, they, yeah. I mean, I, 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 I think that value systems and morals and all those things are like base level, mm -hmm. and then from there you decide what your politics are, what your social views are, what this opinion is, what this opinion is. So, at the end of the day, it's not even about politics is about value systems i i love that and i love that you're aware of it so yeah. what is it in your past you said something about your past relationship yeah. you guys didn't see eye to eye yeah are you can you comfortably say what some of those things were yeah we just we grew up with different backgrounds i yeah. think you know and um yeah we didn't see eye to eye on certain things like religion um and certain things like gendered stuff um, gender roles and expectations and I didn't you know like 
I might have to cut this out, but it's fine. Uh, I didn't like like some of the podcasts you listened to, like Andrew Tate, and like some of like we like really disagreed on that stuff. Like the and, red pill, yeah. And I was just like, and it was going down that path, like, and I was like, you know what? This is not, and I'm not used to that either because I'm like that's that's the like Miami yeah, boy, yeah, yeah. you know. So I'm not used to that, but um. Interesting. Yeah, so it was just it was certain things like that that I was like, and, and even things like um, like money. You know, money isn't everything to me. It's very important, but to me, that can't money can't take place over a relationship. You know, like, but that is also a value system thing. That's like what you know your parents teach you. Yeah. Um, and my parents taught me how you treat other people and travel and self-fulfillment are all more important than money but somebody else's parents might say money matters more than anything else Mm. but i grew up very privileged so my parents could think of things beyond money other people who maybe have an immigrant background or grew up in more unstable environments they're gonna attach to money and there's no shame in that but that's very different but I love that you're aware of that because you oh, come yeah. from a priv- privileged background. Obviously, yeah. your parents, I'm sure, worked hard for it. But yeah. you are you were raised in an environment that could care about more things than other than just money. Because well, yeah. they didn't need to. Because they didn't. It's because they, they already survival. had an abundance. Survival. So they, they could care about yeah. the education and, and, and social economic issues. Yes. And probably some of the arts and stuff like that. That's why maybe you draw to that. Yes. But other it's people, true. art, what is art going to bring me? Is it going to help yeah. me bring me food on the table? So exactly. it's crazy that you're aware of that. I love yeah, that. That's it's so awesome. So true. And that's why like when when it comes down like there's no shame in saying we have different value systems simply because we have different um individual experiences Upbringing, of the world. Yeah, as well, yeah. That's it. You know? And there's no shame in that but going into a relationship you have to be very clear as to how that person grew up mm. and therefore how that's going to translate into your relationship. And how they're going to treat it and the yeah. priorities they have. That's so awesome. So wh- I guess you haven't really been dating for a while. So I can't really ask you like. I've been on a few dates. You've been on a few dates? <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay. But like those things, that those values that you have. Ask you yeah. How, is that something that seeps through the conversation? Yeah, how does that get brought up? I, I was going to ask that too. Okay. Yeah. Like, you know what? Does that I get f- discussed like on the first date and like, hey. No, it doesn't. What do you vote for? <laughs> 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 the gun on the table. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't, but I feel like, I mean, I'm not at a point where I'm like dating seriously sure, right now because sure. I, I really do need to take a break um, and think about these things. Like yeah. uh, going forward, I think it's very important to enter. When you're thinking about entering a relationship, you need to have a set of like non-negotiables and like boundaries that are translated to that person up front yeah. whereas figuring them out throughout the end of the relationship or throughout the middle of the relationship and then all of a sudden your expectations of that person are different in this and that so anyways I'm dating very casually but in that sense I'm kind of figuring out I'm reflecting on my past relationship mm. figuring out the biases I had figuring out how other other people's experiences um and so I haven't really come across like I, I feel like you can kind of understand where someone's at value systems sure. wise just by having a conversation with you them. Can but read them in a little bit. In a yeah, way. if I were to enter another relationship, it would definitely be a conversation where yeah. I'd be like, "These are my boundaries. These are my non-negotiables. This is something that I'm willing to compromise on. This is something I'm not. Whether that be you know value systems, timelines with marriage, kids, or a lot of other things." Yeah, yeah. That just needs to be, when I get into another relationship eventually, that will be part of the initial conversation. Conversation. 
I love that. Um, and I think some things you can agree on and some things you just can't. Uh, but having those beliefs, having those values and saying this is what I want, this is what I stand for, and this yeah. is what I want for my family and for the f- my future relationship, mm-hmm. it's so important. And I feel like so many people end up in relationships they should never be in because they don't ask these questions. So yeah. kudos to you for being so yeah. young, so mature, so aware. And you see that you have certain privilege, certain experiences, certain values, but you don't judge other people for having different views and different values as as yourself. So I think that's that's great. It's pretty admirable, really. Yeah, very admirable. Yeah. I don't I've never we've never had anyone at your age who was so, so aware. Thank you. Of their <laughs> if you would have never told me your age, I would have never believed no. you. Really? Based you, uh, on your character. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was actually pretty I tell your parents thank you for the education they gave you, I guess. Good job, mom. Yeah. yeah. Love that, you. Yeah. Good job, the money they paid for that education. Worth it. Look what you look what you guys did. Huh? <laughs> Get a load of this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, I'll take it. I fucking awesome. love it. Um, That's awesome. You have anything else or you want to like finish oh, up? Wrapping up so did you tell her about the final thought? Yeah, right? Yeah. Final thought. Yes. Okay. Have you Oof. thought about something? Yeah. So it is time to yeah. break up. Sorry. Uh, it's not you. It's us. And um, <laughs> so with that being said, we always like to end it with the final thoughts. Uh, very insightful. Um, thank, thank you so much for yeah, everything. Thanks you for having me. But we obviously want to close it out with something that maybe a message that's very important to you, something you'd like to share with the world, or maybe something you'd like to tell your younger self. Um, after that, you can say it to the camera, say it to us, and then sell yourself where they can find you, stuff like that. So. Sure. Age is yours. Yeah, I guess I would tell my younger self and anyone listening, like, trust yourself and trust what you bring to the table and just keep going, you know, because there's a lot of ups and downs and life is chaos and order and you'll doubt yourself a lot and you'll go through a lot and you just have to keep going. And that's literally it. Just keep pushing for what you want and... The biggest advice I would give is if you have a goal, and that's with anything, that's relationships, that's career, financial, make small little steps that lead to a bigger one. But every day do something that will make that component of your life better and lead to the specific goal that you want. Um, So whether that's like actually reflecting on a relationship you had rather than stuffing it in the back of your mind, but actually reflecting and journaling, talking to friends, figuring out, you know, what your values are, what your boundaries are. If that's financial, it's figuring out where you want to be in the next few months or if it's career, figuring out, okay, I'm not happy right now. What small little things can I change to make these changes in the next few months? It's just the, the micro little things, but yeah, trust yourself and and keep going and just take it day by day. That would be my that would be my thought that I want to leave here. I love it. Yeah, it's like the uh, the Will Smith thing. That don't focus on the wall. Focus on laying the brick, mm-hmm. little one by brick little. Yeah, one brick at a mm-hmm. time, and before you know it, yeah, it's gonna be a time. clip. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So with that being said, Dalia, yeah, thank you so much, DJ TJD. Yeah, <laughs> maybe in the DJ future, TJD. maybe we'll DJ see you. Playing a set somewhere oh in Europe. Gosh, yeah. <laughs> one summer. We'll yeah. Right. All <laughs> of a sudden, I'm like completely redefined myself. <laughs> right. I wouldn't doubt it. You, you could do it. All right. So, with that being said, thank you so much for coming on and sharing Thanks all the insightful me. information. Absolutely. You were amazing. With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for watching. Don't thank you time. guys. Ciao. Bye, Peace. guys.